Oh, there you are. I was hoping you'd make it. Come in, sit down. Welcome to the story well. If you found your way here, then here is where you belong. Joining us at the table is Justin P. Kent. Uh, the only actor I know who has played both Forrest Gump and Dr. Frankenfurter. That is correct. Uh, I mean, I have done both those things. I don't know if I'm Not the only one you know. You you only know. <laughs> um, if you'll indulge me, do you think I could I could hear a little of those mashed up? Could I hear a little of uh, Dr. Frankenfurter's maybe entrance as performed by Forrest Gump? How do you do? I think you've met my faithful man. <laughs> That is exactly what I was hoping. <laughs> I've not actually done Forrest Gump in a while. Uh, yeah. it, it's just intrinsic into me now. Yeah, I say, and you and you did it professionally, so you know. I, well, you, you keep those muscles. You never know the call might come again. <laughs> you never know when you've got to pull out your Forrest Gump. <laughs> so, uh, my question, question for you, I guess, to start things off is: We are both a fan of um, what are classified as bad movies. Yes. So my question to you is, what do you think makes a bad movie a good bad movie as opposed to just being a bad movie? Uh, uh, first and foremost, it has to think it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have uh, a movie that was like everyone making it was like, this is the best. This is it. We have done it, you guys. And uh, then it's released as garbage. Um, my, uh, as you know, my personal favorite is the stuff, mm -hmm. um, which I'm pretty sure when they made it thought it was going to be the next big thing. They were like, this is it, we have got our movie. Um, it can you tell our younger listeners who might not be familiar with it? What ah, the yes. premise of uh, the stuff is the, it is a classic story of, uh, dessert topping or no, not even a topping, a dessert uh, that looks very much like Cool Whip um, and sometimes like yogurt <laughs> that um, has bulked up out of the ground and is killing people in uh, confusingly uh, various ways. <laughs> like never kill, like it's mind, con it controls their minds. It also kills them. Uh, it's not ever really clear. And that's the beauty yeah. of it. Right, because it's, it's sort of like the they got to the premise of what if the blob came down from space but was delicious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're like, write yeah. that movie. <laughs> yeah, it it's, it's a classic that I encourage everyone to see. Um, in fact, I have rated many friendships on reactions to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully... My wife uh, loves the movie, so. Oh well, that, and, and that's and that's why she's your wife. Yes, exactly. I mean, so, um, the yeah, stuff bringing people together. <laughs> <laughs> the classic line being "Get in." I've seen it move too. That yeah, is, when in fact, yeah. he had not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Due to the terrible editing of that movie. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, uh, with a beautiful use of Garrett Morris. Oh. As Chocolate Chip Charlie, uh, an, a cookie mogul who is angry <laughs> at the stuff because he's losing money um, and is constantly doing karate moves. Um, uh, Danny Aiello comes in for a moment uh, with a large dog. It's a fantastic film. 
What, so what? And then what? Yes. Then when you yes, when you see a movie that's just bad, that the people went into the same intentions of like this is going to be amazing. How do you sort of distinguish between the two, where you're just like, I don't want to have anything to do with this ever again. That's a that's a great question. It's um it's kind of uh, ethereal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out take, but it's it's also interesting that the the sort of a consensus will form, right? right? Because there are there are people like the you know the cult things who are like like Killer Clowns from Outer Space is not a good movie. But no, it's a good bad movie, and a lot of people really like it. Right. Um, yeah, Battlefield Earth is just a bad movie, <laughs> and you're not going to get a lot of people going like, no, but yeah, you're really? not going to have midnight showings with people dressed up as yes. <laughs> characters right. in Battlefield Earth, right? <laughs> Although, <laughs> <laughs> although you know, like uh, there's a lot of openings in movie theaters right now. You know? A case could be made. <laughs> Would be uh, exciting to open like. Uh, there's like four closed movie theaters in town just sitting there. It'd be oh, fun to open yeah. one up and just yeah. play <laughs> cult, dress up and watch movies, oh, and oh then God, force some. <laughs> just force yeah. cult status on movies. I say if you build up enough of a following, then you can inflict things on people because they just show up for the experience <laughs> and they don't know what you're about to show them. And so it's like they sit down and then the credits roll on Mosquito. Oh, <laughs> Mosquito is one of my favorites. I know, I know, which has one of my favorite horror lines, which is after at this point, we do not know that there is a giant mosquito flying around through this town. Yes. And she hits this weird object thing with her truck <laughs> and it gets away, but leaves something behind. And so yes. she runs to the front of her truck, pulls this this shaft harpoon looking thing out of her grill and says, it's a proboscis. <laughs> <laughs> and. I like to point out that um, the term proboscis is used so much in that movie. So it's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, there's there's no uh, what cultural attachment to this word. It's going to be ours. <laughs> they use it You're all the time because <laughs> they're scientists. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're science. I mean, that's, it is a science word, so that, that proves that they are scientists yes. by doing that. Classic. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, uh, when, since we've already been ripped on some other people's bad movies, let's do something a bad movie of our own. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and there are no right or wrong answers. They will just sort of guide us towards where we're going to be. So, mm -hmm. first thing I'll ask is. Do you have a particular format that you are interested in doing? Uh, like, I, I essentially, I have a, a, a six-sided die mm -hmm. uh, that we can roll, and it will be either like a book, a TV show, a movie, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if, or you can, if you have a particular thing in mind, if you want to do like, like, let's do a movie, let's do a television show, we can do that as well. You can do that. Um, or we can let the dice decide. Uh, we can let the dice decide. I like when I ever um, I'm creating a story in my mind, it's usually either a stage play or a movie, but okay. um, it'd be interesting to play. Okay. All right. So we have rolled a four and a four is a film. All right. We are making a film. All right. Great. So Hollywood has called 
Yay! The answer. All right, so now we're going to do genres. The same thing we can, uh, I have uh, a thing for. This is be a 20-sided die uh, to do a genre, or unless you have a genre that you'd like to pick. We can also, you also can pick one, and then we can also add on something else, too. No, let's let the die do it. All right, let's do it. All right, we have rolled a five first. That is a spy movie. Oh, okay. okay. And then we're going to add a second genre just to make things interesting. Ooh, it was almost on a 10, but it rolled to a 12, which is a crime caper, which pretty much goes well together. So a spy crime caper. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Man, is that my wheelhouse? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, if, if, if you already have some ideas, we can go there. If not, I can give us a plot. Give us a plot. All right, let's do it. All right, I'm going to be using uh, the Story Engine, which you can find at storyenginedeck.com. It is one of my favorite tools for doing this kind of thing because it instantly can build a plot, and then you can go along and make whatever changes you want to it. So we're going to have... Okay, so currently we have uh, an archivist... Sure. ...wants to destroy the world with a ruin... But the blame will fall on their closest friend. With a ruin? A ruin, yes. How we can we are allowed one swap. So I can we can we can swap ruin I, other choices ruin? on on the card. <laughs> a ruin. Yeah. A ruin, ruin, not a rune like a rune stone. Not, no, not like a rune. Although, although that would be interesting. It's just something that has been ruined. It's a ruin rune. It's the ruined rune. There's <laughs> our title. The, <laughs> <laughs> the ruined rune. Um, the other uh, choices on that card are a dump, a discovery, or an artifact. I think artifact kind of gives us a lot of yes. things to go on. Okay, so I also have uh, the uh, – this is called the aspect. Uh, the aspect is harsh, but I don't, I don't know what a harsh archivist would be. But it could also be a harsh artifact. Okay. <laughs> it's like I'm a, let's see. I don't think okay. They also on that card also is shadowy. Thanks, shadowy. I think works a little bit better. So, a shadowy archivist wants to destroy the world with an artifact, but the blame will fall on their closest friend. Okay. So, uh, my first thing is, I think this the 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 person we have discovered here seems to be the villain. Yes, it sounds to me like this the shadowy archivist is the one who actually wants to uh, destroy the world. And they have found something ancient that can do that. That uh, seems like a villain, yes. Yes. So we're so we're getting into the sort of James Bondy, uh, maybe or even like Da Vinci Code kind of yes. thing of of a person, you know, that will be our our, our hero. Hmm. And since it's a spy thriller, it, it feels like we need to lean more into the historical science fiction typey thing as opposed to like. The Ark of the Covenant, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> this doesn't seem like an Indiana Jones kind of thing. If we're doing a spy thriller, even though technically I guess that would be a spy thriller because Indiana Jones was a spy for a, a period of his life. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Kind of a I don't know, uh, government funded Tomb Raider spy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, um, so there's. Okay, so let's say there's an each. I mean, I'm sure we could. Someone will find something historical, you know, like a real thing, like you know, 
uh, a, a more powerful version of Greek fire or whatever the <laughs> Tesla's death, death ray or something, some kind of historical thing that has was created and lost, and this person discovered it and now wants to use it to do that. So I guess what do we think that they're they're blaming for all the closest friends? So it sounds like these two were friends. Yes, the spy has got to be falling the out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, the blame will fall, but maybe maybe that's what puts our our spy into action is that they've been blamed for whatever this crime was where they found this thing. Yeah. They maybe they're the, the one they're the one who found it maybe. Yeah, um, part of it and deliver it to the archivist, maybe not even knowing fully what it is and the archivist yeah. figures it out. Yeah. Um and um, uh, because they were the one who found it, they get the blame for it. Yeah, that's good. I like that. We could do kind of like a, a little Big Hero 6 thing where they make it look like they died in an accident caused by this when they're actually secretly working to yes the, the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. <laughs> sure. I mean <laughs> – why not bring a little Hitchcock in here, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's, what our, that's what the artifact is. It's our MacGuffin. Yes. We, okay, let's see. What's something from we could pull from Scottish history and have it be a literal MacGuffin? Like it's it's the MacGuffin MacGuffin, but no. The, the MacGuffin MacGuffin? Um. <laughs> so if we're going to have our spy, well, I guess it doesn't have to, the spy doesn't have to be our main character. So if our main character is a archaeologist, a archivist, a something like that, we can do kind of a why the last man thing and have the spy be the person who shows up to help them. Like, yes, we have have a Jason Bourne type. Right. Um, So they they, do the action stuff and let our person be like, yeah, a good old, uh, 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 classic, um, a fish out of water team up um, yes. Yes. where the spy arrives uh, uh, to uh, take down or take into custody this yeah. person who they think it, even the spy thinks they are to blame. Yeah. Um, and somehow they convince the spy that they are not. And then they go on their adventure to find the real villain of the story. Right. Oh, okay. So if that's if that's the case, do you want to have it be? This is where the the Hollywoodism comes in. Where mm-hmm. should they have been former lovers? <laughs> that like they meet up again. It's like, oh, I didn't know it was you. Like you had changed your name or whatever, and then suddenly it's that they give them that way. They give them the benefit of the doubt. Or should it just be that they are so convincing in their ineptitude? That's my favorite. Um. <laughs> <laughs> See if um, if if I'm writing this, it's going to end up being a comedy for sure. Sure, yeah. because um, uh, I, I mean I, I like I like leaning into that sort of Men in Black kind of comedic moments, even though yes. the danger is real. <laughs> to have the spy come and try and uh, take this person into custody and and realize just <laughs> by being around them that they are too much of a bumbling incompetent <laughs> yes person to pull this off though they are the one who found the artifact to begin with so that's a little bit of a stretch right so well but i mean book smart 
So you have that right. sort of like they they're in their area. They're really good, but they're you know it's the um, I, I was thinking Evie from the Mummy, like expert, but also like prone to getting in over her head and you know and and completely out of her element when it comes time to doing anything you know physical. Charming, lovable. Yes, yes. But um, also, I don't know why, but I'm being reminded also of the, the television show, The Librarians. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. That's uh, that's that's from that's from the Leverage team. So I was a big Leverage fan. So I like I bring in some of that. Then that gets us some of that um, serious but comedic thing too. Where you can write our, our our spy who is so polished and good at their job and yet is completely hampered at every opportunity by our our, our main character um, trying to help you know the the sort of like swinging the pan and hits the spy instead of the villain kind of classic shtick. Yes, always earnest. <laughs> Yes. Always earnest in what they are trying to do to help, but um, just yes. ruining everything. Yes. So, yeah, not not cowardly. More, you know, <laughs> it'd be better if you just stayed out of the way. <laughs> but it's like, but no, I'm here. But I want to <laughs> yeah. help. That's but they can't. They want to help so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I guess then uh, let's let's talk a little bit about location stuff. I mean, do we want to do sort of a national treasure kind of like this is across America thing? Are you thinking for more international? I guess if it's an artifact, there's probably not any artifacts you're going to find in like Nebraska that are going to be potentially world ending. <laughs> or, or uh, yeah, you know, it sounds like I would, I would think we're going to have to go towards uh Egypt, Greece, like that, you know, that sort yeah. of that area or, or, I mean, you could, I mean, you could go, uh, uh, the, what was it? The Sunga blast in, uh, in Russia, like it turns out like the meteor was actually, there was a lot more to it than what they had let on. So it's this, you know, they still have it in their archives. Yeah, and, that'd be good. Okay. Yeah. That'd be okay. That, that, yeah, that sort of opens up if, if we have it like Northern, Northern Russia feels like all of Russia's northern. Northern Russia, um, <laughs> Alaska, like Bering Strait kind of thing, where then you can still have that. You can you don't have to have everyone with Russian accents. Have, <laughs> like they just cross the strait and then suddenly now they're in America or Canada. Oh yeah, but that sort of that that period and of course you know I, I we get that far north there is a lot of snow. It doesn't have to be snow. Like it you know it's every movie when they're in Russia it's always snowing but. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have seasons too. <laughs> Even Alaska has Russia. seasons, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Watch Northern Exposure. Like there's there's <laughs> there literally our seasons in Alaska, so it doesn't have to be cold. But that I think that opens up some interesting stuff because we haven't really seen thrillers because it's usually like you know Bond in Monaco or whatever, and it's like oh, but what if it's you know. They're like they have to like hide out on a cruise ship full of people watching the glaciers melt. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's set action. Be there's there's amazing. a comedy thing. You action scene with the on a shuffleboard court. We're going again. Okay, so I, I guess since since they came up in the card, let's talk a little bit about the villain. So this shadowy archivist. 
why do you think they want to destroy the world? Like, why not rule the world? What is it that they have gotten so angry about that they're like, it's all got to go? Um, we could pull a classic, it is the artifact or thing itself that makes them quote-unquote evil. That, you know, it has some sort of power over them. They're not, they are not intrinsically shadowy or, um, or maybe they have tendencies and it, um, it like enhances those tendencies to be, uh, negative or wanting to get rid of, uh, humankind. <laughs> you know, just like Stan Lee, we could just like say radiation and that's as that explains everything. So it could be that that they right <laughs> they got essentially the um, the a meteor came down and has been in the archives for a long time and so this person as an archivist yes wanted to find it and then found it and then has been studying it so they're in close proximity to it yes more so yes. than anyone else right and so the the zeta waves. I don't know. Yes. It's putting out <laughs> the Catherine Zeta waves. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones waves. Um, uh, are, are, uh, <laughs> have been, have been solely basically sort of giving them fatalism. Like, you know, things aren't, things aren't working out and things. And then, and, and you know, it's the self-fulfilling prophecy of like, this thing makes me not want to be around people. So I'm not around people, which makes me hate people. It's that it just the cycle keeps going. And yes, so they finally get to, but yeah, they become more and more withdrawn. Their, yes, and then you know, looking at you know, all you have to do is uh, turn on the news, and you can see, hey, we got some problems, and maybe just kaboom. Or yes, <laughs> could it be that they are <laughs> they want to spread the influence of this thing to everyone? So, like you know, if you if you drop the meteor in a volcano, then now it's going to spread over the entire planet and everybody's going to be infected by this thing. And like, now they'll all feel how I feel. Yes. But doing that would make everyone so against everyone that the world would destroy itself. Yes. Yes. It would make it, it would make it worse. It's uh, there's a Stephen King story called the end of the whole mess where someone's trying to do the opposite where they find there's this spring of water that makes people just mellow like they're just fine they're just like they just don't want to fight they just don't they hang out they just want to be they want to be cool and the guy's like this is awesome everybody needs to have this and so he decides to um, drop a tanker of it in a volcano where it's going to erupt and spread over the world not yeah. realizing that what's happening is mental degradation. Like basically he's giving the world Alzheimer's like it's causing their minds to regress. Yes. Um, perfect. So exactly. This like be, that. Yeah, so this, but the opposite. Right. Makes everyone angry. Um, which brings us to, um, uh, uh, Oh, I just lost the movie. <sighs> ah, what do you think? Tell me what you remember. You know, the, the British action series. The Kingsman. 
The Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman, Kingsman. Okay, yeah. I was like, that doesn't narrow it down. There's a lot of British actors. Yeah, edit Kingsman. that out. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just edit oh, wait, to I'll, it. No, to me I'll, going I'll edit Kingsman. to make myself really part. Oh, you must be referring to Kingsman. Yes, that's it. The Kingsman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait. I should make my guest look good. Oh, it's Matthew Vaughn directed it. Uh, had a bunch of guys in there. What, what's the name of that movie? That's, it was a series. They had three of them. Yes, Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman, that's it. That's Man, one. you are so smart. <laughs> I can think of those easily at any time. <laughs> like they let's say that the 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 ray the Zeta the Zeta rays. Um <laughs> are, we'll go with a better we'll go with a better term there. I'll I'll, I'll look up some science gobbledygook and we'll we'll drop that in there. Um mm-hmm. At the, at the end, that's, 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 uh, you know, that's third draft stuff. You just global search and replace. Yeah. Uh, that it, let's say that it's, it sort of turns you into a Vulcan. Like <laughs> it sort of inhibits your emotions, but increases your logic so that this person is still very smart and continuing on, not realizing the damage that they're doing and thinking like, I am the superior person but I'm going to be benevolent and shed this, uh, sh- share this superiority with everyone. Yeah, the um, the way it affects them, it makes them feel like they're actually just thinking much clearer. Yes, yes. Oh, it's all clear to me now. Yes, and I want to share my clarity with everyone. Yes. Yes. All right, so we have our – okay, so we guess we have our – uh, we have uh, our villain pretty well figured out. We have to we have to figure out who our main character is, and then we got our uh, diligent spy who actually knows what they're doing, right? Uh, and yeah, I guess so. If we're gonna start in Russia, I guess that. So I guess if we're gonna go with the volcano thing, which obviously you know, hat tip to Stephen King if we want to actually do that, or someplace else, it, it could be. There's somewhere they're doing a bomb test. I'm trying to think of somewhere that they could get it to that this thing could get, would get blown up without them having to like steal a missile, which turns into a whole nother thing. <laughs> well, that is caper. Yeah, it would, be a caper. <laughs> it would be a caper. I mean, you know, we could have it. The there are naval testing and like they're going to be shooting torpedoes, and so they're going to put the thing on a torpedo, you know, like in front at the target where they're going to torpedo, and it's going to blow it up and put it into the. <laughs> And I guess uh, I guess where, where do you think <laughs> would be a good, exciting place that things would be blown up? <sighs> mm. Mm, mm, uh, mm. It could be. See, I'm trying to I'm like uh, doing the Indiana Jones thing in my head of like the map. I'm like, okay, so we're starting in <laughs> Siberia and then Alaska, and it was like going down the down the coast. So I don't know. They're blowing up a hotel in Las Vegas. <laughs> 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 that's an exciting location right <laughs> i i actually love that um <laughs> i've just gotta get this meteor to las vegas right. without anyone knowing <laughs> yes yes and they have to and they have to stop it so then it's it's the it's our sort of road trip is along the coast so it's like from there like through alaska down to canada <laughs> So they might be coming in a boat. I would think that they would probably, because it's uh, the meteor, we'll assume, I don't know, bigger than a basketball, I would think. I mean, like, this thing has got to be massive. It it has to be massive. Um, like the size uh, of, a, of, like, a Volkswagen, I would think, like a 
Yes. Uh, and then, so I guess so. Is it is it that they have to? They are they are doing like the like we, we actually this it's weird. We were just talking about rat race. Like it becomes like a <laughs> a cannonball run esque thing where they're trying to do on land while this boat is on its way to the to the yes. harbor, and they're trying yes. to like intercept. Like they're trying to get there first. Right. Okay, so we had. So I was gonna say, why can't they just ask for help? Oh, it's because they've been disgraced. They assume that they're working, so all the attention is being focused on them and the manhunt. Yeah, because the spy, um, by not uh, taking our bumbling hero, um, is uh, basically gone against their assignment. Yes. Um, and is try so they're they're basically on the lam themselves until they can prove that our hero is innocent. Yes. So, so they can't have help. Right. So they are, they're left to their own devices and have to, anybody, the government's going to find them. So they are literally on their own. Right. Yes. They're cut off from, from any help. So they only have each other to rely on to get through. Would the villain be sending a henchman? Or do you think it's enough just to like have, uh, you know, them fighting Mounties? All right. So I think it's good enough for them to be fighting Mounties because the villain, does the villain really know that they're even after them? Or are they just, you know, they're just wrapped up in their own thing and uh, don't even realize somebody is coming after them, at least not yet. Yeah, I had, I had, in my head, I had originally thought that they had framed this person, our, 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 our main character, oh. to, to get all attention back on there. But it, it could be that that also happened and they just didn't do anything to prevent it. Right. The assumption was since this person found it, they yeah. were the one um, uh, responsible. Yeah. So it's more like, well, all eyes on them. Yeah. So then I can continue to do what I need to do and, you know. Uh, forge all these shipping manifests, which is not, <laughs> would not be nearly as exciting as a movie. Than, like <laughs> watching <laughs> watching them go into Adobe Acrobat and change documents <laughs> while while laughing maliciously. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's like the really boring version of Unfriended, where they're just like you're just watching them slowly, like like do certain global search and replace. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'll have to remember that for later. <laughs> think about something for down the line. Um, okay. So, all right. So then we have, I guess. Then uh, let, let's let, let's 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 lean into our, our our sweet spot and let's talk about wacky hijinks. So, like, what kind of um, things are they going to get into? Like, I, how like how are they going to? I mean, I like, I like the cruise ship thing. I think that was fun. Yes. <laughs> like to get them on a cruise ship with a bunch of. Uh, retirees, right, uh, and having them try to blend in as as like uh, they they <laughs> arrive on this, and besides the crew, they become they lower the median age of the of the guests, <laughs> or um, like their idea would be to I don't know hijack this cruise ship. Like they're gonna get <laughs> the spy oh. is going to get into the um what what's the cockpit of a boat the control room. <laughs> Yes, 
<laughs> um, and they're going to just like put this cruise into overdrive so they can get there in time. Bridge, the bridge. Sorry. The bridge. I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, the bridge. <laughs> so they get into the bridge and like take... oh, the ship, cock- ship, ship cockpit's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, they like take this cruise ship and put into overdrive. So all these people mm-hmm. like getting ready to enjoy their cruise. And all of a sudden this mm-hmm. uh, cruise ship is just uh, whipping through the ocean. I don't know. Can cruise ships whip? <laughs> oh, well, I was thinking if it, if it suddenly doubles acceleration, you could have like, they're out on the Lido deck and they're having a dance. <laughs> and then suddenly she like throws it into like, you know, whatever, 40 knots. I don't know how fast cruise ships can go. And then suddenly everybody like, uh, like everybody goes, whoa. And like, uh, like, uh, and like almost in unison, like the dancers all like lean to the side. Hats are flying off into the ocean. And for them, they're also, they're also, you know, full of, of buffet food and, and free drinks that they're just like, woo. You know, like there's no, they're like, this is great. We love it. Like there's no, wasn't an iceberg. Was there? No. All right. Party on. (laughs) So yeah, I like the idea of, of, um, of our, of our hero having to like, uh, distract the captain or, you know, like a crew and trying to be like, to to try and, you know, uh, uh, pass a charisma check, um, (laughs) while the spy is going in to like reroute them. Yes. Like it is now a straight shot, um, at at a top speed. Yeah. It's like, Oh, the boat was actually originally going to, you know, um, Baja California or whatever. And so (laughs) they're like, no, we need it. We gotta get to land. We gotta get to, you know, like, cause they, they picked up, you know, somewhere in the area around Alaska. So then, then they have to get them to like land in uh, something on the coast into there and then having to then make their way through Canada. And then we can have a wacky border crossing. I don't even know what the, like. Hey, I like, I just like this idea of a scene where yeah. all the, um, like they, they finally get to Alaska and um, they, they like jet out to get to their next mode of transportation, whatever our hero and the spy. And then you see all these, uh, uh, people who are on the, uh, cruise, just, uh, confusingly stumbling out of a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. All in their Hawaiian shirts and drunk and, and disoriented. And it's Canada. <laughs> it's just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're all still having a great they're all they're wearing flower lays and they're like woo it's like <laughs> a little disheveled a little disoriented right. but um, just, enough drinking them like, that they're just, fine right exactly and and everybody's so welcoming that's uh, that's uh, i was just thinking when they get to the border crossing kyle canane uh has a story he tells about when he got deported from Canada and he was so angry and he said, and the, but the, the police officers were so unbelievably kind to him (laughs) that it just like completely threw him. It's it's, it's a fantastic story, but like, I love that idea of them trying to cross over and like, you're going to have this like severe border crossing thing. And these guys are like, you doing all right. Can we get you something? (laughs) (laughs) You look a little thirsty. Can we get you something to drink? Um, And then I think like, like, and then of course the, our hero just leans into it and is like, Oh, that would be fantastic. (laughs) And then the spy's going like, what? But this is the, you know, like there's like two different interrogations are happening. (laughs) You don't understand. You don't have much time. And he's just, he's just like, I don't know why she broke up with me. I mean, I think we were having a good time. It's like, you got to listen to her. You got to listen to what she's saying to you. It's not (laughs) all about talking. You got to listen to 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> right, I do need to listen. Take back more. to the she's got there. She like you even like you can even do like a picture picture thing of like like on one side that's ha- there's their king, or Kingsman on one side that's happening and the <laughs> other side like she's choking out her guy like, <laughs> <laughs> making an escape as as the guy's like you know what I think I'm just gonna let you guys go and then she, she kicks down the door and <laughs> is this chamomile. <laughs> 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 i love that yes uh, yeah that's great okay yeah and then you could you also then you could contradict that with like uh like the when they cross over into the american side and the first american officers they come across are are not nearly as <laughs> <laughs> kind and accommodating the exact um, opposite yes right yeah uh yeah because like, like you could have you could do like uh, Portland, Seattle sort of areas they're crossing in as they're trying to get sort of down into there. Um, okay. Um, is there a, cause it, this is, you know, because obviously we're working on a American style thriller. Is there romance anywhere in this between, is it, where the, is it like that they, the, the archivist and our, our hero are used to be, a couple? Is it that that guy and the guy are falling in love? Is there is there just is there just not at all? And we're just gonna you know there's there's no romance in Men in Black and it's fine. Um, isn't there? No. Um. <laughs> well, well, there's romance and then there's bromance. Yeah. Um. Uh. What if we create a love triangle then? Like okay. there, there is both. Um you know, chemistry between the spy and our hero, but also our our hero um, and the, um, the archivists Mm -hmm. were once a couple and maybe the archivist isn't quite over it yet and maybe a little bitter. Um, And uh, so when we finally get to that point where there's three in the room, um, then there's tension. Right. So yeah, it could be that, the archivist that our hero considers the archivist, the one who got away. Right. Um, and the spy is actually like, you know what? This guy's kind of charming. And this guy is completely oblivious to the fact that the spy is like into him. Yes. Cause it's so focused on like, like if I can just talk to her, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Him or whoever they are, you know, if I can just talk to the archivist, everything, I could straighten this all out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um they, okay. they like bumbled like the relationship that. like they're bumbling this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um all right, so then then uh, then it would come down to a, a final confrontation in in uh uh Las Vegas. Yes. Las Vegas. Um I like an idea have- of <laughs> taking a meteor through Las Vegas. Uh-huh. And trying to be so careful to hide it, and then uh-huh. at some point realizing that it's Vegas and nothing's weird. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That, oh, I love that. I love that idea that the the spy would be like, they're gonna try and disguise it. Like, they're gonna figure out what a large vehicle is, and then as they're talking, it's like a parade float decorated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like lights and everything and, and like they have people on it like dancing woo as it like slowly rolls down the down they're just like is that <laughs> this is going to be the key installation in the new casino right. the meteor yeah. uh-huh. 
Yeah, it's like a everybody's talking about that new Area 51 themed casino yes. that they're building, <laughs> and this is going to be the centerpiece for it. Yes, it is celebrated through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but <laughs> how do we? Yeah. yeah, trying to get you know a bunch of uh, drunken tourists to <laughs> to, to, to let organize enough to get out of the way. Um, Those okay, guys so are trying then, to steal the meteor. <laughs> okay, so I guess that I get. What do you think? Um, uh, are we going to go for a uh, cabin in the woods style ending where it's like, nope, boom, <laughs> or will um, will love prevail? Because how do you how do you think that our hero is going to get through to the archivist? Mm. Mm. You know, because the power of love is a curious thing. <laughs> it will make one man weep, but another man sing. Oh, that's. That's deep. I've never heard that before. Thank you. Thank um, you. I'll, I'll let you just stew on that for a minute. I'll stew. I'll stew. Um, the um, do you think the um, the hero has mm-hmm. any inkling as to what the meteors quote unquote powers are over the archivist? Like they mm. figure it out at some point, or maybe the spy does. Like they yeah. figure out that because our, our hero could be so confused. They're like, no, they wouldn't be doing this. They're not like this. This isn't yes. them. Um, yes. And finally realize at some point that it's the control of the meteor. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a really good, um, let's say, three fourths of the way through the movie, like after Canada, as they're sort of making their way across, they're hiding out in a motel or whatever. And the spy has gotten the Intel archives like the, they had taken the data from the thing and it's, and we could even do video logs and she can say like, I put like, Hey, I put together an iMovie. Let me show you this thing. And it's watching the degradation. Right. Of like, I'm so excited to finally get a chance to study this thing. It's like, yeah, things are not going great. And then like, and like basically watching sort of the emote as you sort of in this montage, like watching the emotion just drain out of this person until they become like ice. Stoic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just get, <laughs> uh, you know, crazier and crazier. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just watching it. Or yeah. Or uh, old man McGucket, you know, just yeah. like <laughs> you start from, from gravity falls. You, you're you're sort of starting from this place and then slowly, you know? Yeah. Over the course of this time, you get to see him become, you know, uh, yeah, horn smoke my haversatch. See, <laughs> see them, uh, yeah, see them turn into a villain, um, yeah. but somehow not in an overwhelmingly sad way <laughs> <laughs> to no, ruin just, the tone of the film. Right, exactly, <laughs> just be like more and more, yeah, exactly, just more and more, as opposed to just like. Like, Ooh. You know, they, Ooh. they just become, what if, just become extremely emo. What they if just, like, they let their hair grow over their eyes? Yeah, they're, they're wearing black t shirts, they've, they've dyed their hair. <laughs> or just like, like, ugh, no one understands me. <laughs> Life is too hard. I'm just gonna destroy everything. Just, um, yeah, it's, it's, you start out with, you know, they're wearing it, they start out, they're wearing a Taylor Swift shirt by the end, they're wearing a cure. <laughs> Smiths, you know, it's like it's like <laughs> the final finalization. They have just they have just like nine inch nails. <laughs> you could also do if we go that back would a be, little actually, bit. That would be really funny is watching the progression of their depression by which band shirts they're wearing. 
we could also make it a conversation. She the My Chemical Romance line. <laughs> We're doomed. Uh, <laughs> um, we can make it a conversation like we were talking earlier about uh, the conversation between our hero and yes. the Canadian uh, border patrol. Yes. <laughs> if the 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 uh, discussion over chamomile tea with the Canadian border control agent uh-huh. makes them realize that it's not them. Like they have that oh, discussion yeah. with them. Like I just that's just not them. Well, maybe yeah. it's not then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, lo- I, I mean, I know, I know the stereotype is that Canadians are nice, even though every Canadian I've met has has been that nice. Um, yeah, right. I love the idea that that while she's the spy is fighting her way out, and I say we haven't assigned really uh, gender identity anything, but like as the spy is fighting their way out, um, the hero is explaining the plot of the movie. Yes. <laughs> And the Mountie gets it like, oh, that what a terrible series of circumstances you've had. Like, that makes perfect sense that you'd be targeted by a thing. We're going to clear this whole thing up. And then it was like, boom. Like, Yes. Yes. Or do both of those things. Jumping back to a previous plot point, even though you're making a good point. I was like, ooh, and we can do this thing from then. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. So, I mean, I think, I think love will win in the end. I don't know how they're going to end up stopping this thing, but I think probably be something to something. Maybe, maybe that, and maybe that is setting the seed for it. Like as she has to like, as maybe then, then we get to our big fight scene of like the spy is having to fight her way to try and press the button to stop the, the, <laughs> the, the, the casino from being blown up, which will then also blow up the meteor, which will then shower the, the whole area. Okay, hear me out. Um, <laughs> but then I mean, he, something he learned from that Mountie, then who will like bring back and that will be what gets through to the archivist to make them go. What oh. I'm thinking, uh-huh. if we go like full absurdity, <laughs> they can, uh, <laughs> They capture the archivist. Uh-huh. They, they have them, and they bring in the Canadian <laughs> <laughs> to talk to them. <laughs> There's somebody to talk to, and they bring what like brings up on Facetime. Yeah. They exchange numbers or everything. Yeah, like, they exchange numbers, of course. You need right, anything else? Like, Let me know. And like. Air, he like air plays it onto the big screen of the thing. And it's just like <laughs> the control room. Yes. Right. <laughs> or the casino t- televisions. I don't know wherever we are. <laughs> Here's someone who I think you might really listen to. And you. Throws up it isn't screen. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I heard you're going through a tough time. Just want you to know that we're all here for you. We all <laughs> have those thoughts, listen. you know. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't let him win. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that so much. <laughs> this one, like this one throwaway gag from earlier, ends up being the thing that brings, just it, back brings it back around. Just like I'm not good at this, but I know who is. Boom. Oh man, that's so good. I love that. All right, yeah, that absolutely is the. <laughs> now the most difficult question and the final question. Yes. What is the title? I have one idea. It's not great. But okay. It's something. Uh-huh. 
But if you have something, I'm 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 happy because I don't I don't I don't think this is not going to beat it. I'll put mine out there, and then you can try that. I'll, that this will be the rule of improv. Okay. I'll put out an idea. You come up with a better idea because okay. my idea was global search. Okay. Okay. Because that has come up a couple of times. That is our that is our 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 uh, our D. It's barely a passing grade. <laughs> right. No, we edit out better? some. We're gonna edit out some silence while I sit here and just stare at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have. I mean, we have. It's there's a, a there's a there's a bit of a, a chase. There's a bit of a thing. There's there's. I don't want to have it too. I don't want to have like chain reaction because like I don't want to have it sound too scientific and serious. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want it to be like. Meteor chase, you know, like, <laughs> oh man, <sighs> coming up blank. I'm coming up blank. Cross, it. cross, cross, divide, cross. Also, I also, I, I'm, I'm notorious for uh, hating location names, so I don't want to like call it like Bering Strait or something. <laughs> I don't like titles that are the names of places. Right. Like the mu- the musical Chicago is great. It's still a stupid title. Yeah, agreed. There's a lot more going on than Chicago. And yeah, Chicago. exactly. Right. Kill all humans. No. <laughs> uh, it's all got to go. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not bad. Jackpot! Exclamation point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> this is so stupid. All right, here we go. Vegas or bust? <laughs> that is low key perfect. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I, I think Vegas or bust wins. Vegas or bust is really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. All right. So we've got our we've got our uh, international spy thriller, um, Vegas or bust. So thank you for joining me for this. See, I see you were worried, but I I feel like you had a good time. I did. I had a great time. I enjoyed this very much. Yeah. So uh, and as we do at the end of uh, episodes, um. The idea is now yours, dear listener. Uh, we are releasing this idea of our Creative Commons attribution. Um, go if you if you're inspired by this. If you want to do it better, if you think you got a better idea, show us. Take it like it's all yours. You write a movie, write a play, write a book, whatever you want. The idea is is yours to do with as you will. All we ask is that you link it back to us so that we can read it and yeah. hear what it is that you came up with it. So, uh, but thank you for joining us, and thank you for making up a story with me. Thank you. Well, the stories won't write themselves, so back into the world we must go. If you'd like to hear Justin Kent's wonderful singing voice, you can hear him on the original cast recording of the musical Rockabye, available for purchase and streaming at the finest music purveyors. Additionally, my audio drama, The Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society, which Justin has featured heavily in, is available in your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for stopping by. If you're in this part of the world again, there will always be a place for you here at the Storywell. Now, go tell your story. <laughs>